0: You are listening to a special episode of the Bondzilla Podcast. This week, we take a deep dive into everything Godzilla. welcome once again folks to another deep dive edition of the bondzilla podcast these weekly episodes that i'm so used to doing bi-weekly episodes that <laughs> i keep forgetting we have to do but i remember we have to do them but it's always just like oh i didn't think we had to record an episode right now
1: see the thing is like this would have came out on time regardless so you would have gotten away with it no i mean but,
0: but that's i think that's the thing you want to be honest that, with the people that's what i think the fans of bondzilla love about us do, is do that they we, we don't we don't hide anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, you don't, there's, there's a lot of things I, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very much coy about. Like, you know, I, I haven't said where the studio is. It's oh, very much a studio and yeah. not an apartment.
0: Oh, right, So you really, you haven't, so I shouldn't tell everybody that you're actually like a real life 007?
1: Yeah. it's now i gotta kill you i mean like i gotta get this is part of the mission i have to do this one first and then no, we gotta
0: the, the mission is we complete the podcast yeah like, well we yeah. have to we have to have a full sense of the so podcast. how does
1: it feel like that you're going to be assassinated by the end of this podcast so, oh, like, yeah, how to, mean, you, I saw Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> You've you gotten through all your things. I mean, what else and, I, then, and then you're going to see Bond 25, and then you're going to see the yeah. next uh, Monsterverse movie. Yeah, we'll see those. And so yeah, like, what else could you want? Mm-hmm. I would be I will, worried. I will I'd miss, be concerned.
0: I will miss the Tron roller coaster at Disney World, though. A
1: so. um, lot of James Bond talk, but this is this, is, this not is, a James Bond deep dive, Nick. No, it's no, finally I, a chance for... The King of the Monsters to get yeah. his own deep dive. This
0: is uh, this is like this is a Gojira mm-hmm. deep
1: dive. Uh, so uh, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Um, if you've heard on our last uh, deep dive episode, was a James Bond focused deep dive in which we talked about uh, the upcoming uh, Bond twenty five and the future of um, the B- uh, James Bond franchise. So similarly, as fate would have it, we have a uh, very similar. Uh, podcast as we are in very similar standing uh, with both of our franchises as we talk about Godzilla and with this year's uh, release of Godzilla King of the Monsters directed by Mike Doherty uh, is the third entry into Godzilla's legendaries monsterverse. so we are here to talk about now with that movie out What is the next step for our beloved MonsterVerse here on the Bodzilla Podcast? We are fans of Legendary's MonsterVerse. And with this new movie out, we're going to spend this time talking about what's next. What do we want? What do we hope? What do we wish for? What do we think actually may happen if we pertain to reality? And maybe we'll talk about the MonsterVerse of Until Now. And by maybe... I mean, we definitely are, because that is how we are going to open up this conversation. So uh, come back after the break. Boo-boo-boo commercials. Now we're back. We have commercials now? No. <laughs> well, we finally got our... No, there's finally, no secret commercial. We
0: finally got our uh, MeUndies, uh, our sponsorship. Would you
1: have believed me up until, like, if I had just kind of played with that? Would you have believed, and then, like, it would have been, like... Then I edited into the podcast. I'm like, ha, gotcha. Gotcha, Nick. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. You kind of seem convinced that I was like really heading into a well, commercial. Well, I mean, like,
0: I'm sure you... I, I feel like that wouldn't be a secret you kept for me. Yeah. But,
1: but what if it was like a surprise? Like I wanted to surprise you. See, I and it's b- like, Nick, no. take a good listen to this the, the, to this week's episode. And then you'd just be like, oh, a loot crate. No. Like, no? <laughs> so well, would you no. be happy?
0: Oh, I'd be happy, yeah. but I'd
1: be I'd be surprised. I feel you. like I'm giving you a gift, and you're not a, you're not appreciating it.
0: Well, I mean, we're not getting sponsored.
1: So. Yeah, but the hypothetical. I want the hypothetical credit for this. Thing. <laughs> we're not
0: getting sponsored.
1: <laughs> okay, well, no need to talk about hypotheticals. We are talking about movies that exist and movies that exist in some form in a editing room somewhere that will be coming out uh, sometime in the year, 2020. Year. Um, so Nick, Legendary's MonsterVerse. Uh, it seems like such a ride for only three films and one upcoming film, uh, and it's something somewhat that I don't think that we, I don't think, uh, at least myself, I don't think I ever anticipated being able to like talk about like a true new uh, monster kaiju franchise that has had uh, a lot of um, I, I would say in terms of the movies being made, it's, it's, it now is about to have four films uh, to its to its name. And, uh, you know, living in the era before the 2014 Godzilla film, uh, basically American Godzilla just had the biggest stink mm-hmm. on its name. And to go from that, from 98 Godzilla to, man, we actually have a committed universe. Not even a franchise, a universe in the vein of all the cinematic universes. Yeah. And now here we are. Yeah, and and, and, frankly, and, I'm I'm excited and seeing
0: how it's evolutionized from or um, you know evolved from that you know what could be the original cinematic universe of, of the Toho verse mm-hmm. uh, in that Showa era, and now seeing that it's at, that that your universe has kind of reborn in a new light, um, especially because it's also when you consider. Where the Godzilla fa- films have been for a while, I mean, we're talking about our Millennium era currently, mm-hmm. but we've talked about how each of those films are essentially reboots of each other, you mm-hmm. know. And so it's really been a while, at least within the context of 2014 coming out, that we actually have had this kind of living monster universe, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is actually even more crazy that
1: it's kind of more American based than anything else. So, um, so with that, all that said. I think it would be – we're going to start off with uh, just taking more of a retroactive look on the Monsterverse as it stands right now. So as I said up top, we have three films uh, uh, currently out to its name with the 2014 Godzilla directed by Gareth Edwards, uh, Kong Skull Island directed by Jordan Vogt-Roberts, and this year's King of the Monsters. Uh, So uh, let's just talk about – our general feelings about this, about this monster verse and just like, uh, just, just anything that comes to mind really. Like, so it, when we think about where we're at with the monster just everything, your thoughts on it, your feelings of it personally, where it stands within the, you know, the pantheon of, fran- of current franchises, how are you feeling about it? I
0: mean, it? I still think it is basically the, the, the second best universe that we have cinematically right now outside of Marvel. Cause obviously Marvel is the king of that. I mean, we're, we're at a point where Endgame is about to become, most likely, the highest grossing movie ever made. Sure. And they're the kings of it. But I, I felt like what always worked about the MonsterVerse um, and Legendary, as opposed to other cinematic universes that haven't uh, got off the ground, like DCs or, or the Dark Universe, is that they they took it step by step. They basically did this 2014 Godzilla. It was successful, you know, generally well-received. And then they're like, okay, well, now we'll take that next, like, brief step into Kong, make it a different movie, Mm -hmm. but still kind of have those brief connections that we can, like Monarch and the stuff at the end. And then with this next two years, it's like, okay, now we've kind of had these two successful movies that people seem to like. Let's go full force into kind of creating a a wider universe. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, they took it slowly, and I think they have created three very different. and very good films. Mm-hmm. um, all, all three of which I very much enjoy. I'm, the Legendary Monsterverse is batting basically 100% for me. So I uh, am just continually on excited. And, you know, I had been familiar with Godzilla before, but my true first introduction to Godzilla, like the first real, you know, Godzilla movie I had really seen was 2014. Because I know like you'd show me we had watched Bioland T mm-hmm. and I had seen Final Wars and I had, you know, I had act- familiarity with the American version of the original Godzilla. Right. But it, that was very much like, you know, we were in those environments of like, we were just watching the movie and, you know, we're not really like, ah, oh, this is fun. Whereas 2014 was really like the, you know, I saw in the theater and mm-hmm. you know, IMAX, the IMAX you couldn't go to. And I was like, I was sad I didn't see it with you, but then we were like, oh, it was cool anyway. And, yeah. and then that's one of the things I was like, well, you know eventually led to inspiring this podcast in the first place.
1: Well, it is interesting looking back on that that first one and it, and it kind of taking that, like, you know, big, uh, you know, uh, I like the direction it went to, but it, it almost had that tale of, like, man, because... You know, we already got the '98 one. We got this one, and there were hints at it. But it's like, man, are we ever going to see like a Mothra or like a Ghidorah in one of these? Are we ever going to see any of the classic monsters? And and here we are, uh, being backed by a studio that seems uh, very uh, committed to making that happen. And we so, to, on my side of things, uh, I I think you and I share very similar sentiments about that. You and I have always said that um, uh, this legendary monster verse is probably the second best universe. And I mean, it, it's. Hey, I don't, I I think you would be being difficult, me personally, if you're not, if you don't give the credit of the uh, MCU and the Marvel cinematic universe for really perfecting that model. And because and, like, whether
0: you like it or not, you can't deny that it's been successful. Sure. Like you I can. mean,
1: it's interesting because we talked about the, the legendary monster verse, which is uh, the, maybe the only negative thing I have to say about it. I'm not, I'm not too thrilled with monster verse as a title. Like I, yeah, I, I, nah, I, I can't think of anything better. So like, right. that, that's the like thing. You,
0: like it's again, you could call it like kaijuverse verse, but you know, that's what, sure. what the American audience really, you know, we really haven't. It makes
1: for toys. a decent logo, though. I, I I recently just got the SH Monster Arts uh, Godzilla figure, and uh, they are labeling them with uh, the MonsterVerse logo, yeah. which gives me fingers crossed that maybe we'll get a Kong one uh, one, of the, one of these days. So, but um, yeah, so. It's – you and I have often said that it was like the second best one, and it's funny because when I talk to people about things like this, there's a lot of other factors that I think people look at for what they feel like, oh, is it a successful universe? Now, I – you know, a lot of people would look at like, well, is it a successful universe if like, you know, not everybody loves the movies or if – the like, you know, because – you know, we could get into, where we will get into the weeds eventually about like critically how some of these movies have been uh, received, or like how much money they've made. Because uh, we'll get critically later, but it's not like the MonsterVerse has been like Marvel levels of success, where it's like now it's like raking in like all 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 the monies because marvel right now is the gold standard for how you make like a universe a satisfying universe of films that's not just sequel after sequel after sequel. Yeah. And the monsterverse has done that for me because as as I think you hinted at, it has made 3 movies uh all that I feel have been very distinct in their direction and uh just their voice of like how they're being told and more often than not you talk about Kong Skull Island you know, you could go into that movie and have zero idea that it has anything to do with like a big universe or, or anything just because like they really only connected through like the Monarch thing, which you may or may not uh, have remembered from.
0: But also makes sense within the realm of that universe.
1: Sure. No, 100%. And we knew that there was plans to do that because I think around the time Kong uh, was announced, it was very pretty much around that time. It was, they made plans to be like, we're going to have Godzilla two. And then it, eventually we're going to have yeah Godzilla, the, 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 the versus Godzilla, Kong.
0: Godzilla versus Kong came out the news about that came out pretty early around Skull, Skull Island like, right because I remember
1: it had some of the people saying like all right it's it's uh that level of their they're planning out this franchise right
0: but it's also like to the extent it's it's nowhere near like it's not as if they had like Godzilla Kong and Ghidorah like and they took a photo of it and they're like and Johnny Depp's Ooh. there too
1: oh I wonder who did that <laughs>
0: Some fools who thought that, like, yeah, this is going to be great. We, <laughs> but see, but we that... But I mean, what I'm saying is, yeah, is no, that you're, that's, that's, a that's point. what's really successful about what that is that they. And it's like that early Marvel where it's like you take it step by step. And I get that other universes have been like, well, we want to do something different. But it's like. You need to kind of feel out mm-hmm. what's going on with your universe. You need to feel out how that's exactly gonna work. Because otherwise you do get into a Batman versus Superman type of deal where it's like we're gonna rush right into Justice League and then things aren't working and mm-hmm. then you're like, well, we can't back out of, you know, this, this, like or like connecting it this this way. We we're basically kind of stuck. But like again, Monsterverse and Legendary and Warner Brothers have just been very smart in terms of making those films distinct. And letting those films kind of speak for their own terms,
1: and and you know not to make it a this versus that, but when you look at something like the the DCU, and and I and you know there are some DCU movies I'm actually like uh, that I, I am positive towards, but when you look at those movies, like those movies also, it, it kind of felt like here's um here is a series of movies headed by the vision of this one guy this one director not like a so like in this case Zach being zach snyder and all the other movies are kind of slight variations of that but then are kind of feel like it, like entrapped in that world and also every movie just felt like oh like this is the stepping stone to make a bigger thing and yeah. i know the marvel movies sometimes get uh, you know, criticized for that. I disagree. But going back to the mo- the movie that really tones that back are, are these MonsterVerse movies. Because say what you will about the MonsterVerse movies, what I like about them is that they you, there is seemingly this idea for what they want to do. But you go in, you watch Godzilla, and then you watch Kong, which is a vastly different movie mm-hmm. with a vastly different intentions. And really, at the end of the day, has doesn't do anything really other than plant seeds and dialogue that fit the movie um but really there's no sense of any of those movies having to do anything with oh like you know they're yeah. building up to a mile. and the, the closest yeah. thing you can say it's like well they're making kong bigger but i i feel because i've heard that complaint like it's like well they the, the reason that they're making him bigger is, like, you know, so he can fight Godzilla, which is also kind of, like, not really a criticism because if that's the case, they don't make him big enough in that movie. I mean... (laughs) So there's that, but it also, also like, you're splitting hairs.
0: It's not as if Peter Jackson's King Kong was small. Mm -hmm. Like, you're really, like, obviously, like, the Monster vs. King Kong is still taller, but it wasn't as if, like, you compare jackson's king kong the scale to the original 33 kong right still like you know they just kept making it bigger i think it's
1: more because people know well no no, no, i know i get the criticism but it's dumb but
0: i get it but Uh, i also think too it's like i think kong and godzilla and even king of the monsters is that you know they really are each their own individual stories
1: and i would say and i don't mind this at all because you know it's You want to be independent, but it's fine if you, like, reference, like, the previous work that you've done. The King of the Monsters is, I think, the only movie that feels like, oh, it's it's part of a universe now. The only reason is is
0: because they keep mentioning, like, you're you're right in your review. It's like the only reference point is Skull Island. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't even leave, like, another aspect of the universe. Right. Everything is like, oh, on Skull Island. Like, okay, Maybe, you know, say Birth Island or something. Just give us a little bit something different. Yeah,
1: But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, and and it's been great. And then just to kind of briefly go through the movies, I also feel like, and so I've been kind of like, I haven't done a full rewatch, but I've kind of like visited a little bit here and there when I'm like doing work and I have these movies in the background to kind of retroactively look at these movies. And I actually think that the way that it has been built up has been pretty brilliant. Like, you have, so this This universe opens up with Godzilla 2014, which is kind of that more quote-unquote grounded mood PC of a movie to show like, oh, like, here's kind of like – because that's the way it very much is. It's from, like, the human perspective, and it's almost a movie that is – introducing the world to and i know not within the continuity of the universe but in terms of the movies it's introducing the whole like oh humanity is in the world of these monsters and it's only godzilla and it's only like the mutos and they they find themselves like that they're in this uh previous uh, they're in the they're a, a part of this food chain they're not a part the top of the food chain in the in the first movie and, uh, you know, and they do the slow burn and everything. Then you get to Kong Skull Island, which is the movie where it's like, all right, now you know monsters exist. Monsters live among us. You know, that they don't rule the world, but we're going to go to this island. We're going to prove to you they exist. And then it's just bonkers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like monsters are fighting giant gorillas or punching lizards like it's awesome and it's all over the place but and there's little tiny little hints that do play off into king of the monsters and then king of the monsters just goes all like you know what? it's all All biblical this is it's like they rule the world and then by the end of the movie spoilers they take back the planet so what i have liked and what i found is very interesting is that in the same way that i have said like sometimes i mention about in a good series of movies that you know I don't believe that a movie uh, can retroactively, like, truly improve or ruin a movie, but except from the grand scheme of its franchise... And in the grand scheme of the monster verse, there has been some pretty cool, like retroactive. Like, I'm actually excited for you to go back and like revisit, like, especially Kong, because there are little hints in the dialogue with like uh, John Goodman's character. Obviously, there's the stuff about the Hollow Earth theory, which fits into the movie, but plays off like Gangbusters and King of the Monsters. And then, but there's also like little things like John Goodman gives those little lines of like, Oh, like, you know, this planet doesn't belong to us. Like, you know, it's like it's like eventually these creatures are gonna take it back and then it's like and then you get to the end of King of the Monsters and then you're all like, ah, that's awesome. Well, you know,
0: like I think I think there's a good chance we we should take a deeper look at Kong probably, you know, before uh Oh, definitely we I think, will. I think we'll do like probably an episode or a deep dive on it.
1: So, um, but yeah, so that that's just kind of has been cool about it, like going back and seeing like that these movies have really complemented each other and in really a way. they really fit and,
0: well together. Yeah. And again, because they're so different, but take place in that same world. And I think that also is what kind of the, the monster verse really takes from that Marvel cinematic universe. Again, it's just like things... You, you create this world, but you create this vast array of a world, mm-hmm. and so you really can kind of get into whatever aspect of that world you're in or interested in, and then you can kind of compound it where it's like maybe the next thing is interesting or maybe it's not interesting. Maybe you just want to focus on Guardians. Maybe you just want to see all the new Kong stuff. That's you're fine, right. but I think it kind of works in that respect.
1: Well, it's also interesting because – and then they all – what. What unifies all the movies? Because I would th- very much say, like what's cool about it is, like so far, you have three very different movies. And I think we've seen that in the critical reaction for all of these movies yeah. is like everybody seems to have their preference of like which one they which like. approach do they like? Yeah, which I, as a fan, and maybe I win even more because I like all three of the movies. Mm-hmm. And I could go down to I like all three of these movies. And I could tell you what I think the strengths and weaknesses of each one are. And I think that neither of none of these movies have the same strengths and weaknesses uh, entirely. Uh, but they're all unified by – in the most interesting way, and this will lead into the fourth movie I think, is that the thing that all four of these movies have had in common is that there is this very brave – and uh, admirable um, attention from Legendary's point is that they really do focus on the monsters. Yes, and I we was about could, to say
0: the same thing, actually. And
1: they, we and we could, like, okay, I'm hearing all the jokes, like, oh, but wh- where was Godzilla in Godzilla 2014? But I think it's more of, like, that... And I do not subscribe to the human characters have been bad in the way that other people have been, but there does seem to be this almost... Uh, This almost retroactive tale of just how feeble humanity is in this world of monsters, and I think every movie. I think that 2014 was the most subtle in that way. Um, I think that uh, Kong uh, uh, plays with that idea a little bit, and then King of the Monsters just goes like right out in your face and say it. But I think that there is. These movies, I think, have been, they very much have wanted to sell you on Godzilla. They yeah. wanted to sell you on seeing Kong do stuff. They wanted to see you on Godzilla fighting these classic Toho legends. And, you know, and I think that has led to maybe some people gravitating to it, maybe some people not quite gravi- gravitating to it. You can always talk about, like, how much of an appeal that's going to be. But from my point of view, I think that has been, like, the most unique staple of this franchise.
0: And I think too, it's just not focusing on the monsters, but each film, in their own way, have really appreciated the the bigness mm-hmm. of those monsters from from an emotional perspective and just from the, you know the the physical perspective, of course, and, and really that just the atmosphere it creates when you have these giant monsters around. But they've all played with that in different ways too, which again creates this world that these films exist in one place, but all feel very different. But like when yeah. when you watch like. That introdu- like that first introduction of Kong, uh, not the opening credits introduction, but like the when they first encounter him in the planes and just how massive that sequence feels. Mm-hmm. In the same way that when you finally get that full Godzilla reveal at the airport in Hawaii, mm-hmm. that's like a moment. And I know people, again, once we get to 2014 on our timeline, we'll, we'll dig deep into that criticism of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a silly criticism because I think that that movie really creates like, a presence for Godzilla by not really kind of having him all over the place. And Mm -hmm. then you can do, like, you know, a more, like, these next two films, or or King of the Monsters, which has a little bit more, but really not that much more, if you really think about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Kong versus Godzilla, which I feel like is going to feature a lot of Godzilla. You can create, like, this, okay, now that we've kind of brought up that majestic and, like, big moment of his reveal, then we can kind of play more with him in the universe. And I think, like, Kong exist in that
1: same way there's a sense i get from all three of the directors of these movies that even if they utilize them in different ways or if they like play with like how much they're on screen in a certain way there's a sense that i get that they want to to make a focus on the monsters whether it's through thematics tone or actual as characters you know i think that you know sometimes because i'm trying to think because you i don't really count like it's not really comparable to like a superhero movie where it's like you know, you liking Captain America is you liking Chris Evans to a certain degree. Like yeah. it's like there's like the human actor, and I get it, and that's like a factor in all these things. If so you like, I, if
0: you like the Chris, you like the superhero movie, right?
1: <laughs> but um, if you, but like like another example, the closest example I would think that doesn't do this well is like the Transformers movies, where I have always felt that those movies have never truly actually wanted to focus on Transformers. Like, it's always, like, a part of it, but it's always, like, you would always say, like, that the main draw is, like, seeing Shia LaBeouf's adventures through the world of Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Or if it's like, oh, it's Marky Mark, and he's fighting a giant, like, crab, or something like that. But it's like... that happen? uh, The the ship looks like a giant crab. I think they fight, like, Transformer dogs at one point. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Oh, they fight a giant uh, metal scorpion in the first one. You
0: gotta save all this for when we do Transformers. <laughs> transformers muppets yeah that's our next like project well if star trek doesn't happen then transformers muppets is definitely the yeah. next project
1: and i and i kind of feel like the mo- these tell us you want that on their <laughs> emails folks they because when you it's it's funny because when you go see like a Transformers movie like yeah you, you kind of like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee but that's just because like they're on the sc- on screen the most yeah but you never get the sense that like all right you're supposed to love them or engage with them as much as uh, these other these like these other things they're just kind of like oh the 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 lore in the background to get the plot moving and everything whereas i feel like in these movies like these directors really want you to be invested and in, there's like this focus on like no the monster like this is a godzilla movie we want to see like not that they don't care about the characters but everything the characters in a weird way are all extensions and are, su- are supportive of like this whole point and vision that the directors have about the monsters. And I think like, that's kind of like the most unique thing about it that again, may not be everybody's cup of tea, but I think makes this franchise the most unique. Um, So with all that said, those are our three movies coming that have come out, but we have another one coming up soon. And and that is Godzilla versus Kong uh, still slated. Uh, We had mentioned on the news that there were talks about a possible pushback. Um, there has not been one yet, and, in fact, that there was a um, screening of uh, uh, footage at, like, a European CinemaCon uh, where they uh, showed some footage. Unfortunately, we do not know anything about that. Um, maybe we'll talk about that on the news episode. Who knows? Uh, but uh, it's still it's slated to come out March of 2020, March 13th. Uh, directed by Adam Wingard, who will be joining the MonsterVerse, Godzilla vs Kong. Um, I thought in order to kind of talk about this movie, let's talk about it in two ways. Let's talk about uh, wh- there's two things we have to talk about: what to expect going into the movie, and then also like how does everything that we've seen has set up to that movie? Yeah. So. Like why, why don't why don't you start? Like wh- wh- what are your overall thoughts as we head into Godzilla?
0: I think I mentioned this. I I really think my number one thought is, um, what I kind of mentioned a little bit at the end of our King of the Monsters review, which is still being listened to a lot. So thank you, everybody. Um, I really feel like I'm very interested to see how this fight will go down because. The question is, like, you know, obviously he, he just fought this alien three headed dragon right. and moth and like a giant pterodactyl and a woolly mammoth thing. Mm-hmm. And like, how is he going to fight Kong? And I really think what it has to be is it really has to be like that last fight in the original Kong vs. Godzilla, where it's just physical, you know, goofy violence. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you need the moment where Kong like grabs a tree and just smacks Godzilla over the head with mm-hmm. it. Like, that's what this fight needs to be. Because you kind of get into that realm of, well, you know, it's also going to be, I feel like, in a different sense of the story of this movie. Because I don't feel you're going to have, like, it's going to be similar to these other ones where maybe you have kind of a villainous character, but not really a villain, mm. so I don't to say. Mm-hmm. I do feel of all of these three movies, this one feels like it just kind of has to be the most fighty, mm-hmm. I guess, in the sense of like... I i'm very curious to see what the story will be because i can't imagine it being other than like they get kong out from skull island and bring him to america for like for a show or for experimentation whatever you want it to be Mm -hmm. and then he escapes and, and godzilla comes in and they start fighting like there's not really like oh like you're gonna control kong or something like that you know it's not like that type of story it really feels like there's gonna be kind of other machinations of the plot but really it's gonna be about the fight
1: well, I'm glad that you mentioned what the premise of the movie is being because we have an official release of uh, what at least Warner Brothers has uh, in Legendary released about the uh the, the so there's no spoilers, obviously, in right. here. It's just like kind of like we'll see how much it is. So because- Jeffrey Wright comes to Godzilla. <laughs> on,
0: on, Felix Leiter gets Jeffrey Wright and, and the Skull Island. And then Kong has to like come out of retirement to fight, <laughs> to fight Godzilla.
1: Right. Um, uh, as great as that would be, that is not that is not the case. So here was the official kind of uh, synopsis of the movie. In a time when monsters walk the Earth, which is also funny now that we've seen King of the Monsters, that takes on all new meaning. Because going before I had seen this and I thought like, oh, it just means that they know monsters exist. No, for those of you who have seen King of the Monsters, monsters literally have walked the Earth. So uh, in a time when monsters walk the Earth, humanity's fight for its future sets Godzilla and Kong on a collision course that will see the two most powerful forces of nature on the planet collide in a spectacular battle for the ages, as monarch embarks on a perilous mission into uncharted terrain and unearth clues to the titan's origins, a human conspiracy threatens to wipe uh, the creatures, both good and bad, from the face of the earth forever. And that was an official premise. Okay, so given, I guess but... we
0: are going to have maybe a human character villain.
1: So here's here's how I think, and and a lot of that is very telling because there's elements of that that I think are are pretty like expected. Um, because so far, you have gone through these movies without really having a human villain in it in a traditional sense. You kind of like you know, not even like Samuel Jackson and Kong is that way. It was because you know you you don't really have like a bad guy yeah. um, in these ones, and then like the closest you kind of have had is like Charles Dance in the last one, yeah. but he not really though. Like Ghidorah, if anything, was like the villain of it. So uh, that's the thing that makes sense to me. But so, but to think about like going forward into this movie, the biggest hope that I have for it is that I I hope that. Um, that I hope it just continues like what these movies have been doing thus far, where it's like we do get these very individual chapters with their very individual things to say, and if if not necessarily things to say, just individual ways of how to present it. Now, how do I feel about it? I do feel like maybe this is the movie that will need to go uh put back on the Kong Skull Island shoes, and I don't think this is one that you know. I just want to differentiate it, you know, yeah. because. And it's gonna be fun and interesting to see exactly what happens because but exciting because of the status quo that they've laid out. But yeah, the last movie was pretty much about like gods falling from Earth and rising from below to like, you know, claim the planet and everything. So you can't really and and then I and then I love Kong. I've loved what they've done with the character, but I don't know if that's a character necessarily suited for that god for for right. for that type of story. So it's going to be um, interesting. Like, what's what's fascinating going into this? So this movie is going to be directed by Adam Wingard. I, are you how familiar are you with Adam Wingard?
0: Is he, As the director, is he the Krampus guy or is it? Or is it no, Warwick? Doherty was Krampus. Okay, yeah. So I, no, so Wingard was another. It's another horror movie. Yeah, guy. no, yeah. Uh, because I remember one of them was the whole Krampus guy. And I really just could. Sorry, Doherty, I just <laughs> didn't remember you directed Krampus. But.
1: Um, but yeah, so Adam Wingard's uh, he has many credits to his name, but uh, his first original big breakout movies were Your Next and The Guest. Okay, The Guest. Um, yeah. right, Patrick's favorite. movie. So here's the thing. Uh, both of those uh, are movies I like quite a bit, and I I think they're very good, and they're very like odd and unique and, like, have, like, a a sense of humor and fun about them while also being kind of, like, intense horror movies. Um, But I have to be honest, uh, this is the only director pick that I have a little bit, like, a little bit of reservations about. Like, I haven't, and I I don't mean to sound harsh about that, but, like, I love Your Next and The Guest. I love those movies. Uh, He also directed uh, Blair Witch and death note and even though i'm a little bit more positive on the netflix american death note remake uh you know that's a 50-50 for me that yeah. that that's a like and not a, the
0: not the JGL 50-50 uh, no, no that's a good movie
1: yeah <laughs> uh no but like so i'll be honest like that is one of the few things it doesn't it, it doesn't i shouldn't say reservations it just gives me like a little bit of pause like where it's just like where You know, I just hope that it's, like, sliding into that you're next in the guest and less so. In the Blair Witch one, that was more of a a thing where it's, like, the reason that gave me pause is because that's, like, you know, picking up a quote-unquote, like, franchise or a movie and then, like, you know, doing a new thing with it, which I was kind of like, eh. Death Note, I was a little bit more receptive of, but it's, like, still fine. But the one thing I will say, so I don't uh, end on a negative note with Mr. Wingard, is that uh, one of the things I will say that he has brought to your next the guest and even death note is that he's definitely a very like whimsical stylized director mm-hmm. and maybe not in his visuals, but with death note, he paired it with like a lot of like seventies and eighties music and everything. And actually I felt like that was a movie that if he stuck with that more and then less of the recreating scenes from the original, then I think it would have been a better movie. And uh, your next and the guests also have that kind of like, playful tongue-in-cheek nature to all of its seriousness and i feel like that's the type that's where this kong skull or godzilla versus kong it would be ben that would be a beneficial tone i think i I think
0: like like you said like you gotta make it more in that show
1: realm, like this show a big monster brawl realm Mm -hmm. um yeah you can't you can't now you definitely can't because we have argued not we have argued but like you know you could argue that like Godzilla 2014 opened up the doorways that now you can let all the mayhem come through. Yeah. Now you have no excuse. You have right. definitely set the stage for... You know, there's got to be mayhem. There's monster got to monster. be monsters. Monster mashing, right? Yeah, and we know that you know they're not they're we know that Legendary's not afraid of being flashy about it. Given like Kong Skull Island, yeah. like you know, the, I think King of the Monsters was very stylized about it. But I think that in, uh, this movie needs to be very showy and everything. So. Um, was there anything about, like, these movies so far, and specifically King of the Monsters, that maybe gave you some, like, indications of maybe do you have, like, a wish list of stuff you want to see based off things we saw, or just... Uh, well, in- that,
0: it's funny, because when you saw that synopsis, like, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, 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 no, go But ahead. that synopsis when you said the human conspiracy thing, it just kind of made my brain start... Kind of whirling and turling. Well, how, what what
1: that could be. Well, while while you're thinking about that, I can say like a couple uh, little bit of tidbits about the movie. We already have a cast because uh, you need a cast to make a movie. Well, uh, do you? Yeah. I no.
0: mean, they, they have the, like. I mean, I guess the Lion King has a cast, but you really could just make you know just make up a cast if you want yeah you don't, yeah, you, you you don't could. really need a cast yeah
1: you could just like always have the cameras on like the monsters and just, just voice over them and like yeah. right when everything is exactly. rendered um so uh we have uh, alexander skarsgård rebecca hall brian tyree henry who is very good in the most recent uh, remake of Child's Play, which is a decent movie, and I suggest everybody checking out, and he's good in it. Um, Eliza Gonzalez, Jessica Henwick, Julian Dennison, uh, with, um, even though she has not been confirmed, there has been word that Denai Guerrero is going to be in it, and Lance Reddick. But, While those are all new characters, uh, we also have returning characters of Millie Bobby Brown's Madison Russell and Kyle Chandler's Mark Russell and uh, uh, Zhang Ji as uh, Dr. Eileen Chen that we saw in Godzilla King of the Monsters, who is reportedly continuing to uh, maintain a pivotal role uh, between this movie or King of the Monsters in this movie, which should also be known that this movie uh, was though it was written by uh, Terry Rosio, who finally made his way back to the uh, to a Godzilla film after all of these years. Um, but um, so after so him coming back, but after uh, he wrote the script, there was actually some touch ups of the script by Doherty and his writer and his writing producer partner himself to maintain some of the theme thematics and characters that were set up from King of the Monsters, which. Uh, I like because I do want to see like some of that connective tissue, and I'm glad yeah. that it's in that kind of like touch-up writing, yeah. writing phase of it.
0: Are there any old people in that cast that could play older Tom Hiddleston?
1: Uh, Not that I see. Okay. I don't think it's going to be Julian Dennison. No. Uh, or older Brie Larson. You yeah. could also... <laughs> older Brie Larson is a possibility, too. Um, so, But yeah, so that that's who we
0: have as, um, a, as, a, as but, a cast. So again, now even reading that cast... My head keeps spinning. Well, here's my, here's my, cons- no, my conspiracy theory about this conspiracy theory plotline, right? So there's all these machinations about like a Godzilla and Kong are like fighting now and like, you know, things that lead up to another. But then this conspiracy is like uh, that threatens to wipe up all the monsters, good and bad. What could that be? That's Mecha Godzilla. That these human characters are secretly building Mecha Godzilla. And then at the end of the movie, Kong and Godzilla have to team up to fight the Mecha Godzilla mm. while Millie Bobby Brown has to create like a virus program to shut down the computer programs within Mecha Godzilla. That's not gonna happen, but that's the movie I would have written if I had just a chance.
1: I love how we've gone from we've given up on Millie Bobby Brown being the psychic to now we're making her the scientist. <laughs>
0: we're well, her- I mean, like she
1: had that experience within yeah 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 she was involved with Vera Formiga. well I mean but this is an interesting example this is something interesting to bring up like will this be a case of a fight then team up or will it solely center around Godzilla versus Kong
0: I do think what it's I mean realistically what I think it is going to be I think it's going to be very similar to that 20 Uh, Not 20, 1960s version, Mm -hmm. where it is going to be basically this big out brawl between the two monsters, and then there's basically other human conspiracy and human elements that kind of weave in and out. Mm -hmm. I think it would be more interesting, and I I do think that that synopsis plays a little bit more to maybe like the team up aspect of it, Um, especially in the way that they've set up the monsters within this universe, that like, you know, Kong and Godzilla could be a little more communicative. Mm within that realm just because of how like you know 2014 ended with Godzilla truly being the king of the monsters I'm all over the place uh king of the monsters ended with Godzilla truly being the king of the monsters and that kind of dynamic they played where it's like oh like you know one person one monster can be in control of these other ones I do think they can play with that I do think though it is going to be basically more of a big out brawl throughout the whole movie mm. I think that's a more realistic option I you know
1: it's interesting because it, like that has been one of the keys for me after watching this movie is like I'm trying I just can't in my head like come up to a very organic uh conclusion of how do you get these two monsters to fight for each other in a way that is like the title fight of the movie because they've set these monsters up where that necessarily wouldn't be the case and then if it was like you know what what are the stakes into that so there is something in this synopsis that suggests that there is uh there's there's a there's human fuckery afoot, <laughs> like that. There, I mean, it's true because it's like yeah. you know that there, there, there may be you know. Are we going to see like some sort of like, uh, you know, is like you know they can't take Martha in this one, so it's like or Mothra, you know, so uh-huh. yeah. So they, you know, how are I feel like there's going to be something planned, set in motion to get these two creatures to fight each other. Yeah. Because the only alternate option I have for that is that the Godzilla Kong fight is just more of the 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 thing that grabs you in the movie that te- but it, the movie itself is ultimately going to tell like a bigger, more nuanced uh, mm-hmm. tale. Yeah, uh, it, it's going to be interesting. But I will say that I am. It does seem that, that this movie may lean into what is a post King of the Monsters world like, and I think that is most like, exciting. That yeah. is the most exciting aspect of it. Um, uh, I think um to to just kind of like give some little uh tidbits about uh some of the making of the movie uh Adam Wingard has said that um he uh is very adamant that this uh, well, you know what I'll save that for the end, because I think this is a good uh, ending one. But I'll uh, start with a comment from Rocio, because Rocio had talked about how this movie was also in the whole writer's room for the legendary MonsterVerse. Uh, and he says it was his first experience uh, working in a writer's room, and he thought it was very fantastic for a franchise like this. Doherty has said the same thing, and it actually is funny that this has been one of like the more positive uh kind of like or like openly transparently positive like uh oh like like we enjoyed like bouncing all these ideas off each other and how to make these movies work like we think that that just reminds me
0: of that weird transformers writers room that just went nowhere (laughs) they're like oh it's gonna be the rest of them then they made they made that one other one they're like never mind we're gonna reboot with bumblebee
1: uh doherty did talk about his contribution to the script and he said oh, so i will say it it gives me a good feeling though because every Rocío script that I like has
0: been rewritten by somebody else. So,
1: um well, and then also like he I, I, I there is the sense that none of like his true work ever ended up in the well, 98 and, Godzilla and
0: uh, Elliot's not
1: there so yeah <laughs> it's like maybe yeah. Um so uh for his contribution Doherty talked about um that um, I just want okay, I just want
0: Pirates of the Caribbean Rocío mm-hmm. and not the Lone Ranger Rocío.
1: That's really where I am at. Gotcha. So, so, for Kong, Doherty said. Okay, I'm just making sure he did. <laughs> he had nothing else to say. I'm good.
0: I'm, I'm listen-, listen, okay, Rocio is a hot button topic for me. Elliot and Rocio, I've had a lot of thoughts over the years on these folks. so um, I need to get them out.
1: So, uh, when talking about how he wrote for Godzilla and Kong, uh, he said that they're very unique. Uh, it, uh, they're very unique in their approach. Um, Kong. Uh, his uh, unique in that uh, he has these warm bonding moments uh, with humans, and that have been a staple of the series uh, since ni- since 1933. Before Godzilla, the connection to humans would be more implied, as his softer side is rarely shown. And I think that that's like an interesting uh, like mm-hmm. dichotomy between the two, especially like you know we haven't seen Godzilla, you know the Sarazawa scene excluded, but we haven't seen Godzilla like really be shown as, like, classically, like, yeah, like, high-five to humanity. Like, well, yeah, I
0: mean, it's very much, like, doesn't really get into that aspect of show era. It's very much more so in that Hasey and Millennium era. Yeah, it's, it's more
1: so, like, you know, he's an he's part, he's an ally, quote-unquote ally of humanity, but he's you know, he's a monster, but he's not a malevolent creature yeah. is I think as far as they more, go. More and more. Yeah. Whereas I think that they have dis- established Kong as a much more personable protector of his land and his people and everything. So I think that that is going to be, um, do you have, do you, do you get and, and, any sense of like how that may play off in the movie or?
0: Well, I mean, it's because like, you know, again, in Kong Skull Island is established that he's basically the last of his family and, and that aspect of it too. And, I do think that there is that sense of of Kong being the protector because that is also a it is you're right it is a major part of Skull Island because mm-hmm. he has you know the local people but like he does have that element where like you know he has those moments with the human characters and I I do believe that I'll probably play into it where you might see kind of you know Kong being at the you know helping his, mm-hmm. his human friends
1: yeah um it, it it's gonna be we, we, in Well, to think about it, the only other hint that we have really gotten with these movies about where it would end up is that there is this – well, there's two interesting things, and I think Doherty had talked about it because – Um, And it's funny because like these movies are both like, you know, his hand is in both of these is that the only hint that we have in it is in the your credits that you love so much in King of the Monsters, whereas there's this hint that all the creatures are converging onto Skull Island.
0: Yes. And Skull Island is going to become the new Monster Island. Dude,
1: if that that may be my number one wish is that I want somebody to call it Monster Island. Like, come on. How great would that be? That would be great. Uh, but, like, there was this sense of, I think Doherty had talked about, like, one of the fun things that he thought. And what I will give Doherty, and I've given Doherty a lot of credit, but what I will give him a lot of credit for is, like, he does have this very mythical, legendary view of these uh, monsters. And he has put them on that on screen. Like, he's not one of these directors who's just kind of said that about them. No, but it No, It's
0: very adamant that it, that's actually the reality.
1: Yeah, so... So when he talked about it, he talked about how there's something kind of primally fun about Godzilla versus Kong because we as humanity like kind of like our gladiator matches and our sports and everything. And yeah. there. So I wonder if that's going to play a little bit into the whole like like why these two are fighting. That is it more of like a like a like a like a like a a spectator monster sport or something like is that how it's going to be presented as like kind of like is it going to speak to that nature of us where it's like sometimes like kings just have to go at it and i wonder if there is some truth to doherty saying that and if that's going to manifest in the plot anyway because even in the last uh, shot you see in the credits is the cave painting of uh, Kong and Godzilla like going at it and you like see all like the little people down at the bottom of the of the cave painting also drawn in so I wonder if like I always got that image of everybody's just like yeah giant monkey bites giant lizard uh so I, I would be interested to see if that manifests in any way in the next film
0: I would agree
1: um and the last couple things about it is that uh so principal photography has been uh taking place in Hawaii and Australia Uh, the movie's still set to, to come out, uh, in, um, uh, in March, and, um, and I, it's probably around the time when they're just, as we said on the podcast before, they're just still working on special effects and probably will be doing reshoots soon, um, and, and all that stuff, so uh so that is god so that and is godzilla it, versus is it, kong you said you're saving a wing guard thing for the end or is that the
0: very end of the podcast uh
1: for for the very end for okay. the very end of the podcast okay okay so
0: i just want to make sure we didn't miss it no Sometimes no i appreciate f- it we forget things yes we do i have forgotten to mention things on this podcast
1: um so, i forgot to
0: mention another story about casino royale 67 yeah and i was very And upset. now we, we'll never know, yeah, never know. We'll,
1: we, we can never know about it that should be one of our other like deep, deep, deep dives is all the things we forgot a things- deep dive into our memory of things we forgot um. So that is our next movie, uh, uh Godzilla versus Kong, and I think we really have said on the podcast. Uh, I'm, I, I can't wait for it. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm very excited. Um, but um, let's talk about like uh, the last thing we'll talk about is moving forward yeah. into the monster verse and what do we think could be beyond i mean even including godzilla versus kong but what what do we see foresee the f- uh, the future of of this franchise being because and i'll start this one off because one of the things that we have talked about is that how have audiences really been receiving these movies and like and i think this conversation has really sparked up a little bit with the performance of uh, godzilla king of the monsters which uh, was not met with a Uh, immense critical praise. Um, Once again, on the podcast, we're fans of it, but um, just numbers wise, it wasn't like, oh, like the audiences were like going out in droves to see it. Now, I think it should be said without getting too much in the weeds on this, that the movie has kind of had a little bit of admirable legs as it went on. It hasn't necessarily followed suit in the, um, some of the other disappointments of of the summer thus far like where it has kind of slowly like maintained some yeah uh, it,
0: it hasn't really dropped off a too much I mean it has dropped off in a somewhat normal way but it has kept up its numbers so that's kind of encouraging in some sense
1: yeah uh, it actually as of this recording it just crossed uh, the 100 million mark domestically making it a 360 worldwide um so um you know not nowhere near like a a huge disappointment but not really like a big not really like a like a big success story either um it is interesting to note that each of these movies have done a little bit less than the other um it's actually at uh, 123 in china um and i think we have mentioned on the podcast before one of the oh and it also here's a bit of news that it just uh extended its run in china as well oh yeah and uh as we have mentioned legendary is a chinese-owned company so those chinese numbers definitely you know go towards this movie a little bit more so than other non- chinese-owned companies uh to again quick example like Captain Marvel makes, like, a bunch of um, move uh, money in China. That money gets diluted somehow, whereas, like, Legendary makes a bunch of Chinese money. They get that money. Um, and then uh, it's made $20 million in Japan right now, which is a little less than the 2014 uh, Godzilla. But all things considered, just kind of following Japanese box office when it comes to Godzilla is actually not that bad. And, you know, Japan's a little bit, you know, Shin Godzilla recently did extremely well over there. Japan's not as... 100% welcoming of the American translations uh, of their films. But all things considered, that, that is not a bad number yeah. uh, in for uh, King of the Monsters uh, in Japan. So, uh, you know, this movie has been, um, you know, do, doing well internationally a little bit more so. But... You know, I think that all leads into like exactly what is what is the future of of, of this franchise going to be? Because you know, a, as a big fan of it myself, I got to look at the big picture. It's not necessarily in this place where you can just be like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, let's green light three more." Like yeah. it, it's it's definitely not. And and, and quite frankly, and I and I think that you had shown so a, a little bit more optimism, frankly, than than I have about you know. Uh, I you know I am at the place where I, I start to question like what is the longevity of uh this uh, monster verse uh, just but just by the sheer numbers of it I mean quality wise I'm all good but you know people don't seem to be I mean I mean it's really one.
0: all going to depend on how Kong versus Godzilla does and it might like if Kong versus Godzilla does well in a March slot which I still think they should keep it in I I do think that you kind of might want to think about, like, those kind of March, you know, early year or, like, very late summer, um, you know, appearances for for Godzilla and mm-hmm. the MonsterVerse films. Um, I, I do think the MonsterVerse has legs, and I do think it just kind of depends on, you know, Legendary and Warner Brothers just continuing to kind of trust the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel that if Kong vs. Godzilla is another disappointment, then I think we're going to be talking about, you know. But I think what this movie has... Or what this franchise has that other franchises really don't is like another movie on the way. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's not as if like, oh, you know, um, you know, this, you know, Blue Sky Studios movie didn't do too well. What's what are we gonna get another Ice Age? Like, it's not really that. Right, right. You don't have. I don't know why I said Ice Age. (laughs) I love that pull. (laughs) But it's but it's like you know, it's not like that. It's it's more so in that realm of like you know. Okay, you have a movie coming out. So, obviously, the future of the franchise is secure for at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they're... You know, we'll see how it goes from here. I mean, I think there are directions they could go. Um, I do think that... I do think this does limit the possibility of other monsters getting their own movies. Yes. Like, because that was something I said pre-King of the Monsters. Like, I would love to see if they could do a Mothra movie. And I don't think that's going to happen I, now.
1: I, I have to be honest, though. I, because I am, again, I, I think I, I've already said, like, I'm I'm not as optimistic yeah. as you. And if I had to take a guess of what I think the best case scenario is now, is I think that um, King of the Mo- uh, Kong, uh Godzilla vs. Kong does really well, and then Legendary has, like, a, break from these movies and i don't think that has anything to do i just think that i'm not sure if you know i don't think it's maybe the best to rush like you know oh, because no, no. like, it, a, like it more films i don't know if it has that legs of... i think they're gonna try to figure out what is the next step to do and then yeah. eventually we will get one but i also kind of feel like just kind of seeing like how people have reacted to these movies like i wonder like what is is there necessarily the audience for the longevity that we've seen of the Godzilla franchise, where it's like, oh yeah, like you get like a Mothra, and or you get like a, a Rodan, or like as you yeah, said, I don't, like I don't think thing, that's the case now. I, think I don't you, think that's. That I think it's your,
0: you stick it to Kong and Godzilla; those are going to be your two major monsters. Yeah. Um. Now, I think what's also interesting to consider is that the rest of kind of the Toho kaiju verse really does, like, if you were going to pull out monsters to put in your movie to try to get people to the theater, it would be Mothra, King Ghidorah, and Rodan. Those mm-hmm. are the probably the ones that have, at least in some sense, a little bit more of kind of that recognizability. Now you're at the point where, like, you could just pull out whatever monster you want and not have to worry about it bringing out an audience because mm-hmm. really no other kaijus within Toho's canon are going to be that type of monster. Yeah, I do genuinely think that the, whether it's, in my weird plan for Godzilla versus Kong or another Godzilla movie the next like has to feature mecha mecha Godzilla okay. in some sense because mecha Godzilla is the only other thing that i could imagine people kind of recognizing is that i want of-
1: I, I want you to say that though cuz i'm going to lead in that, in, into that into yeah, so, that but one thing i'll say about this do you think that Godzilla versus Kong with Kong being in it do you think that will help the yes. the the uh, interest in the movie? Because I, f- I think we've seen, as I've said before, these movies have kind of suffered just from like, it's just not quite grabbing everybody. I've often said that I think people like the idea of Godzilla and that's not to diminish any criticisms. It's just more of like, Is Godzilla just that thing that's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the monsters are, you know, stomping around and stuff, but like, oh, wait, he's going to fight
0: King Kong in this one? I do think that's going to help. I do think Kong is a more, you know, I see a very recognizable pop culture American icon. Mm -hmm. I also think that Kong's fighting style, especially what we saw in Skull Island, if they kind of keep that up, Mm -hmm. I think will also help the movie. I think. I think a more dynamic fight, like I said, if they keep it physical and you kind of play with Kong's speed and his size a little bit mm-hmm. and that dynamic and make cool marketing, I think that's going to help the movie even more because I think it's if you can kind of get it into... You know, more into kind of what people like about the Fast and Furious movies, kind of the crazy action or like Mission Impossible, like the crazy right. action. If you get like the really crazy fighting because you kind of get
1: Kong. Is a- <laughs> I'm sorry. That just made me think of like Hobbes and Shaw, but with Godzilla and Kong. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like Kong, Godzilla. This guy's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but but I do think that that plays even the though key. a tone of that movie would actually be spectacular. The
0: first trailer for Kong versus Godzilla is going to be very interesting to see, and I think it's going to be a very key marketing campaign. to really emphasize that element of the movie.
1: It should be if I had if I were in charge, and I don't know anything about the movie, but if I were to say like, how do I market a movie like this? I would market this movie as the biggest wrestling match. That would be like, that's how you market this movie. Because... You know, as much as I think that there has been some good in the marketing and they have went in a good direction with, like, you know, the the monster opera thing with King of the Monsters, I do think Warner Brothers and Legendary need to step up the marketing. I feel like a lot of other non-Disney-owned properties really need to step up their marketing recently. And I would just say, like, listen, if this was the biggest wrestling match of all time, that's how you like like honestly i think that the money shot of this trailer should be like kong just like decking godzilla yeah. or like doing like a like a like a wrestling move on him or and that should be like the thing that's like right before the you mean
0: the money shot of the trailer shouldn't be godzilla shooting his, his uh atomic breath and, God, and kong being like i'm on it <laughs>
1: Though, I do really want to see the tree in the mouth and then, yeah. like, throw. But no, but you see what I mean? No, like, no, no like, you're, I you're absolutely
0: like, right. Like, yeah. a shot of Kong just, like, wailing in on Godzilla, I think that would get people really hyped.
1: And I I think that's, like, the you – because I do agree that there is a bit more of a chance that the idea of – again, I think what we have learned from the last one, and I think that it took, at least myself, a little bit uh, uh, slow to keep up because I was so excited, is that – Mothra, Ghidorah, and Rodan don't mean shit to anybody no, here in America. No,
0: like like people know Godzilla, people know Kong.
1: Yeah.
0: People that's your that's your giant monster to like, you know, nine you know, ninety percent of the population, mm-hmm. maybe. Like, maybe less. Um
1: But yeah No, I would say that but if you I would say that if you said to anybody the concept of Godzilla verse king kong they would get I, it they would get it they would understand like oh yeah two giant famous monsters one's a monkey one's a lizard that shoots fire yeah like and it's just something that i think i do have a good feeling that that could be the key yes. to getting people into that seats.
0: and like really emphasize that fight in the marketing i think will 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 help this movie have legs
1: um so but to kind of i this will bring back like your mecha godzilla conversation like talking about like where do we honestly think that the franchise could go and then in comparison with what we want because here's what i think is the only real thing that you can do cuz what is like the biggest criticism that has been kind of and i know everybody will be kind of like, oh, but like actually, but I like John C. Riley in this movie. Like listen, I, I like all the characters in these movies. But the criticism with all these movies has been like, Yeah, the human stuff has kind of been on the like it's not not the greatest. All the movies have had that criticism. Yeah. Um, maybe Skull Island less so, but again, I think it's just because, oh, John C. Riley's funny. Well, John Um, C.
0: Riley's funny, and it's like, you know, it's Samuel L. Jackson just being Samuel L. Jackson. Exactly. And people like that.
1: Right. So, there's really only one thing that, but I don't want to give up this focus on the monsters that I've been talking about. Like, I, like, that's the thing that I speak, that speaks to me about these movies. So, the only thing I could possibly see them doing is to go the Bumblebee route with, like, the Transformers movies, where because the Bumblebee movie is a really good movie where it does put a good focus on Bumblebee, but more so its main character is a human character and it's a star that you can follow. And frankly, even though the money situation on that one is a little weird because it's part of a franchise that people just had lost faith in, but critically, people were a little bit more receptive of that. Right. And yeah. and I don't want to make this an audience versus critics thing, but we it should, like let's just call it what it is. Critically, with movies like this, people like it more or critics seem to respond more to when it's like, oh, your central human drama and like the character and right. like, the for because they, yeah. you
0: know, they don't like the like they can't get into a big CG creature.
1: I mean, kind of one hundred percent. I mean,
0: that's really like kind of what you're saying with that. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, and that's kind of how I They're feel. Like, how it's can
0: like, I feel about this giant lizard? I want a human child. Mm-hmm.
1: But and so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to follow and care about in the movie (laughs) but um but i do think like that's why and i don't think but it could possibly happen and they they could do it but and again i'm gonna pimp another thing that we we like too is that if you did like a mothra where you focused on like maybe a like two twin characters or like the human characters because that is the only one of these monsters i think that uh really lends themselves to a bumblebee style iron giant type of movie right i think that's really the only way to go or if you want to get really clever bring us jet jaguar because jet jaguar is literally quite literally built to be the friend of a of a child so it's like uh but no i mean i you, you're laughing but i'm no, not no kidding. no it's like, just imagine like I know you would –
0: I'm just imagining, like, Legendary being, like, announcing, we're making a Jet Jaguar solo
1: movie. <laughs> no, but, but wouldn't it be – but as silly as that sounds – and I think you could market a Mothra movie in this way. Yeah. But Jet Jaguar, like, it would fit into the – like, it's a Toho property, but we're not trying to bank off the fact that right. you know the Godzilla monster verse thus far. Like, I, I actually, all things considered, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad
0: idea. We just have to make Toho care about Jet Jaguar, I think, and then <laughs> and then that can get the ball rolling. We need...
1: Or some- make them, listen, man, you don't care about Jet Jaguar. <laughs> like, like yeah. tell Toho, it's like, okay. listen, man, what are you doing with them? Give all us right, the- listeners, if we
0: started, like, a Patreon... Solely for us to go to Japan to like get a meeting with Toho mm-hmm. so that we can get a Jet Jaguar thing rolling. Mm-hmm. I know it would be a lot of money and I know we would probably have to get like really high Patreon tiers, but you all want to make this happen. All right, I have another <laughs> Oh, but what I was gonna say is like, but think about it. This could our, be our, or we could just do a GoFundMe, just to make it simpler. Just give us a we'll start a GoFundMe. To, like, give us plane tickets to Japan and also find a way to give us clout with Toho so we can – and a translator. We need to get a translator.
1: That, that's the key. Um, but
0: uh, uh, A translator we, who also loves Jet Jaguar because
1: they need to they, – They need to be able they, – they can't phone in the passion. No. It, it needs to be raw. Um, but, um, what I was going to say is that, um, it, this has, this has their potential. It could have their potential of being their guardians of the galaxy. Think about it. Like, oh, it's like a, it's like a property that even like the people who love Godzilla don't even really know about. And yeah. then it comes out and then it's like vastly different from the other things. Like I actually would advocate, but, and this goes back to your idea that I do think that the real likely kind of best of both worlds would be this would be Mecha Godzilla, And here's why because you still, because, what is the, you you have your human drama, and I want my monsters punching each other, okay? The problem is, is that you can't have a a human really fight a Godzilla. And you know how you solve that? You put him in a Godzilla. You put him in a giant Godzilla suit, Make it somebody about, like, oh, they want to get revenge on Godzilla, so they pilot this giant mecha Godzilla suit. You got your human drama, you got monsters fighting each other. I'm not just saying that because that's actually the premise of one of the better Godzilla movies, which we haven't talked about yet, but it, it, trust me. But. I, that is a direction that I yeah, think you but could I go also well. just think
0: like like in terms of any sort of recognizability, people kind of know that oh, there was also a giant robot Godzilla at some right. point. Again, not in that very much like oh, I be excited, but they kind of know and be like oh, they're doing that now. That's interesting.
1: That would be like what I would want. Like the I think my ultimate thing would be do a Jet Jaguar movie. Yeah. i Like I honestly, I'm I'm saying that all with all seriousness. But I think that if you want to like kind of still stay on brand with like Godzilla and make another Godzilla movie. Like here's the thing. If their plan is to make another Godzilla movie, in my opinion, that's the only thing you can do like to really like get people in and like to make it also something different.
0: I would be very, I would love to live on a planet with a new jet Jaguar movie, just whether it's a new Godzilla, Japan jet Jaguar film Mm -hmm. or an American crazy American adaptation of it. Like, Either one, like, if you could just say, like, oh, we're getting something Jet Jaguar. I need, like, like a, t- a statue of Jet Jaguar. Yeah. Like, if, like, Sideshow Collectibles, like, did, like, a limited release Jet Jaguar. I think,
1: I think we're going to get them. I think, like, now, because there is, like, this slight uptick in Godzilla popularity, okay. we're going to get these uh, figures.
0: All right. Here's a question I have for you as we wrap up. Mm-hmm. How, like, let's say, you know, Kong versus Godzilla is very successful, and they decide to do another... Godzilla movie. How successful would like that third Godzilla movie have to be for someone to realistically pitch aliens actually appearing within this 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 franchise?
1: Like not like implied like Ghidorah was. No, it wasn't even implied. Like they they said it, but I but I meant like like aliens are the bad guys.
0: Aliens are the bad guys.
1: I actually think why not make that the Mecha Godzilla movie? That would yeah yeah why not Mecha yeah. I well, but that's the thing. It's like I think legendary. I don't think like I never got the feeling like that they've ever been shy of yeah. those things. I just feel like they just haven't gone in the direction yeah. of aliens yet. So it's I like, would love to see why like, not
0: like the the aliens like <laughs> like either just like I I don't know if you could get away with the Planet of the Apes aliens now. Yeah, everybody would say oh it's just Planet of the Apes. But like if you did like the like uh, the Z- whatever zillions the zillions yeah combined with Mecha Godzilla and maybe like they maybe the humans like taking control of Mecha Godzilla and then they throw their ultimate weapon of guy in there yeah like that would be cool I, I i i think like what's it's the blessing and the curse of this godzilla franchise and you kind of and as funny as i think that jet jaguar like considering a jet jaguar movie is the blessing of the curse is like you you could you know nobody knows these other monsters but because nobody knows these other monsters, there's really no pressure that, like, right. if you wanted to throw in a guy again somewhere
1: along the line. Can, but can I say, like, that's kind of, there's a couple bummer things why it's like, I, I do want this to continue for a couple reasons. One is because eventually, if this kind of peters out, and they're going to do Godzilla again. There's just no way that America is just never going to do a Godzilla movie again. We'll get another crazy story about it. And and then, but like, then I'm kind of like, yeah, but like, I I would rather them just like continue it even if it was spiritually because I don't want them to go back to like, He shows up, and what are we going to do? What is this thing? Like, I'm like, oh, God, again. Like, I don't want that. But also, like, I kind of, like, as much as I'm excited for Kong and I want Mechagodzilla, I want Jet Jaguar, I want Legendary to take another stab at making a new monster, too. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, there's just, there's so much of that untapped potential that, like, I mean, you know, it was great to get Ghidorah and Mothra and Rodan because we never had seen the American version of those, but, like, like... In those ways, like I I kind of am, my fingers are crossed for the longevity of it.
0: And you really want to spark, you know, we want to create a movie that really speaks to the people. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest issue in our world today? Climate change. Yeah. What monster represents climate change? Hedorah. (laughs) Hedorah. Come on. (gasps) Ah. Or, you know what you, one more, one more kind of pitch, right? Mm -hmm. So you said, you know, oh, what Bumblebee was so successful. So let's just do Bumblebee. Let's remake all monsters attack Uh and and then we have the kid and Uh he's like playing with his Godzilla toys and then he's like chatting with Godzilla or Godzilla as long
1: as we stunt cast (laughs) Gabra like if Gabra is like voiced by like you know not even voice motion captured by like Taika Waititi (laughs) hey man (laughs) hey man uh I'm just gonna I'm just gonna why don't you get out of the way man I'm a monster on monster island (laughs) um yeah oh you know what I just thought this is for another good episode top directors we want to see make a godzilla or james bond movie that's a that's a whole episode onto itself That's a
0: whole episode on to itself
1: so the last couple things and then it's going to end and then i'm going to i'm going to say one thing and then i'm going to end with a question can i do that that's fine yeah (laughs) okay so one thing i was thinking about because again, I'm a little bit more wary of the longevity of, of, of this yeah. franchise. I love I, I love these movies. I'm very much like you. I love all three of these movies, so like and I'm, I'm very happy with them. And there's one thing to think about this that at the end of the day, no matter how the fourth one turns out, I got three movies out of this that I like. And I think in the age of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the one thing it's kind of warped our brains to do is that if you don't get up to like 10 movies, your franchise is somewhat not successful. Because when you think about it, like, you know, franchises, it would be great if you got to like six, like to a certain point.
0: Because people always bank now. What they bank on is the success of marvel and the success of the fast and the furious movies right because those movies you know were, i just realized they're just starting to shoot nine right now yeah plus hobson shaw is about to come out like there's been that's a franchise that also deserves a deep dive look into mm-hmm. at some point just like how that franchise became the biggest thing on the planet but you know i do think again at the end of the day you know when at least godzilla did rush into things because that's really where most of these new franchises kind of falter it's like we have our the movies plan. Mm-hmm. godzilla has just taken it step by step and it, they will continue to take it step by step where if the you know if, depending on how kong versus godzilla does they there might be different directions but at least they don't have like well we're gonna do this this and this and we're gonna bring in titanosaurus too, and mm-hmm. we're gonna bring in destroyer we're gonna kill godzilla and resurrect him and then you know we'll end game of american Thrones.
1: destroyer would be awesome though i would like to see that yeah but like but think but I mean, about but, it but like, if i do yeah. think
0: but that you know, if you got four movies in and you got four wildly different movies in, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, that's good.
1: Like, I was thinking about this the other day. If I got my MonsterVerse, and I probably would if they gave the MonsterVerse box set of the movies and I had those four movies, then you know what? I'm stoked that I got those and four like, movies. I, I
0: don't want to jinx it, but I also, for us, I really have a hard time believing that we're not going to dig at least some part of Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, sure, like, sure. I, I do think, like, you know... You know, especially with how these American movies have gone and how we viewed the just the general timeline of our Toho-verse, I, I just can't imagine that that's the movie where we're like, oh, like, that sucked. Mm-hmm. You know, Unless they really, like, don't deliver on a congress godzilla fight, which is really the only thing that could really peter that movie out. Uh, the
1: the the one, the last thing I would say about it, though, that would actually, now that I, I just remember this, you know it would be kind of like a nice thing about this movie? That I hope, my one hope is, like, I hope it, I hope it kind of feels close-ended like I hope like you like at the best what would be amazing and I don't feel like this movie should lives or dies on this hill but it would actually be a benefit if this movie has like if this was the last movie of this universe Mm -hmm. that would be even better because when I think about it that would actually fulfill kind of like the story that started us from Godzilla and got us up to this like Godzilla versus Kong, and then that's your four movie quadrilogy. Like I'm, I'd be happy with that.
0: Kong just shanks Godzilla, and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> with, the, with the tree, yeah, or no, and yeah. that's it. That he takes. That's how we we get the tree, and God, Kong just stuffs this down his mouth, and it's Ugh. like. I killed your mother. <laughs> I killed your father, and I'm gonna kill you. Even though it was Kong that got his parents killed, so um, that doesn't really make sense. But yeah,
1: because I think like this, this Godzilla has like clearly outlived Kong yes. like in, in this universe. Um, so Nick, I promised I was gonna end on a question, so here we are at the end. Wingard has said with this movie in the title fight that he plans on there being a definitive winner, or he wants there to be a definitive winner, which brings us to the ultimate. Key question, Nick, to close out the podcast, your predictions, your money, who wins in the fight between Godzilla versus Kong?
0: What I genuinely think is I think because everybody will expect Godzilla to win, I mm-hmm. think Kong is going to end the fight victorious. Yes. Not necessarily... like Because that could also lead into, again, our theories, where it's like maybe that big title fight is in the middle of the movie. But then again, they do team up against some human force or something Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, well, maybe Kong comes out of that fight a winner. But I do think the smart filmmaking thing to do is like, well, Godzilla seems like the more powerful creature. It seems like it has the atomic breath. It has projectiles. Like if this were a fighting game that didn't actually get announced at E3, but if this were a fighting game, like you'd have like, okay, well... You know, Godzilla's like Ryu. He has fireballs. He has, like, you know, Hadoken. You know, mm-hmm. he can just shoot. You know, he can he can keep at a distance. And geef, a.k.a. Kong, can't get in there. But, oh, Kong does his little spinny move, so he distracts from the fireballs. Right. Or Kong has the speed. You know, and it's like, I think that that's where it's going to be. I think, like, they're going to make, you know, everybody's going to be is like, oh, well, clearly Godzilla's the winner. Like, how can you have Kong fight him? But I think Kong is going to come out victorious at the end of the day.
1: Uh, I... I actually would put money on Kong as well. I think for a more simpler reason, though, I think it's because we just saw Godzilla win in King of the Monsters. Mm. Like, in, like, I just... I doubt that you would have. It's like because I think, and I think that would be the most satisfying. Like I have my movie and my story about Godzilla being the triumphant king of the monsters. So I think it would be, and again, a little bit it would be against like type what you think. And he's and they definitely Doherty has talked about that Kong is a bit of an underdog in this fight. And I would be, I would honestly be surprised if Godzilla comes out as the victor. And and I also
0: think like again, these movies have done that kind of little bit of making like okay, Godzilla's on the side of the humans to an extent Mm -hmm. but also i feel like it's very much easier for an audience to sympathize with kong sure i do think that ending with like you know you're kind of rooting for kong maybe or like you know and kind of the human element of like him being like a monkey but also i believe that there we've kind of been conditioned to kind of kong is only somewhat, especially with the peter jackson one Mm -hmm. um and like you know, how he's kind of portrayed in some other media that Kong is a slightly sympathetic creature. that's like, you know, taken from his home and, you know, you know, maybe again, we, we kind of have that kind of hint that maybe he is taken forcefully. So we kind of have that element to it. Mm-hmm. Kong skull Island, you know, audiences remember that movie presents a very sympathetic, like his parents were killed and he has to continually fight off these skull crawlers. And I think that it just leads to Kong being a more, likely
1: victor and how will he actually beat godzilla well folks you're gonna have to wait until march 13th 2020 or maybe later yeah <laughs> if
0: if, 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 you if you're like one of these other
1: assholes who didn't go to the theater opening day curses nah go see what you want i don't care i enjoyed the movie uh so uh yeah so that's it thank you everybody for uh tuning in to uh the first godzilla deep dive um and uh, I'm. We're, it was
0: truly the deepest of dives.
1: Yes, and we're we're gonna like get get all the way down into that hollow we, earth. We've to got this. our keyblade and yeah.
0: we're ready to go on to the next deep. Dive. See,
1: I I go for the organic like you know reference. Well, that is but, you, d- d- but you yeah, but you go for like the the you you truly go for the deep dive. Like yeah. you go for the very Listen, niche that, examples. Like, that
0: area in the beginning of Kingdom Hearts is called like the deep dive. Yeah, but we so, have
1: like the hollow earth in our thing. I'm trying to you know yeah, I, I don't want but, people like you know you know. But again. Like you know said, podcast audiences they're a very fickle audience now they're gonna like quit this podcast before we even finish and go to a kingdom hearts podcast and now you've given them well i guess we already got the listen by this point so yeah, see yeah. go go enjoy your other yeah. podcast folks um so all right well if anything uh do did did you do we need to do plugs yeah, when, well, yeah l- l- I mean, let's we're, finish we're up with continuing
0: plugs. to get new listeners our fan base is keen to increase more reviews on itunes yes well.
1: thank you for all those people uh, uh nick plug us away all right so you can email oh, wait Oh no. first i've forgot we're done i'm done you're done all right oh,
0: so you're gonna say who is harrison ford in <laughs> this movie and i was like we haven't talked about any movie that
1: would blow my mind if harrison ford was this
0: oh my god our all monsters attack remake it's harrison ford as gabra
1: i love it 100
0: or harrison ford is manila no, yeah. yeah and
1: he's like his- well no harrison ford would actually be godzilla in that one yeah he's, he's like, like more like he's like oh, stand up for yourself get away from my kid <laughs> all, right, all right so Bonzillapod
0: at gmail.com if you are as passionate about jet jaguar jet jaguar as are us and have connections to toho please let us know i think there's no way we can end this podcast now without us making or at least pitching a full-on like we need to do an episode of a full-on jet jaguar movie oh boy okay bonzilla at gmail.com twitter.com slash bonzilla 007 facebook.com slash bonzilla 007 like and subscribe on itunes and soundcloud
1: all right well until next time uh in which our next episode uh our next episode is a james bond episode or, yes. or uh, even you know we'll eventually get to our bond deep dive but our next one will be a review of the uh...
0: our next uh, so our next review episode um is going to be never say never again we may have a special surprise around the 4th of July. So uh, Yes, thank you for bringing an, that up. Keep yeah. an eye on out for that. We might have a special edition because, you know, people are having... So I guess
1: we should mention that, that there is no normal review episode because for- next week will be a, a holiday. holiday week. Yeah, yeah. so uh, But we do have something fun planned for that. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. uh, but then we will go to Sean Connery, Never Say Never Again. And then after that, we're kind of out of the Bond canon and into the Bond uh, related ideas and... Maybe more Sean Connery in the future.
1: Yeah. All right, Nick. Well, until next time, everybody, thanks for listening. And until then,
0: keep on deep diving.